Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Well... From what I know, I mean, we we are going to go into this in a second. We will. But our bar, our bar, the DNVR bar, crazy, um, doesn't have pizza on the menu. But that's what we have Bojo's for. The best Colorado mountain pie in Colorado. Cheeseless pizzas there. You got the honey cheese bread if you mention DNVR. There's just so much to enjoy at Bojo's that, you know, we might not have that pizza at the DNVR bar but you can always go to Bojo's for that. And honey cheese bread. We don't have that either. We don't have honey spoons. Are you upset? Is that it's an okay. issue? No, I'll just go to Bojo's and <laughs> honey spoon it up there. Yeah, we shouldn't even try to recreate the honey, che- honey cheese bread. Like I think it's impossible. Just let it stay at Bojo's. Yeah, it's real good. The sequel's never as good. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dom two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it. Two-run home run. Trevor Story. Touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders. Got it. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge has a new beer called the Encore. Encore. And the cool part about this is the fact that it's an end of the night beer. They are offering a lift coupon at the end right there um, to get 50% off your ride. There are some limitations and stuff like that, but... That's an awesome deal. You get a deal for your lift, and you get a good Breckenridge Brewery beer. Are Can we go to Rudo right? for a quick review? Yeah, R- Rudo, you're trying. You tried it. Rudo, it's pretty good. The tall boy gives you the double to finish off the night, which I, I like a lot. Uh, Kale <laughs> described it as a perfect citrusy summer beer. He's, a, I think, more of an expert than I am. I just do the drinking, <laughs> most of the tasting. Uh, but yeah, it's a very nice light ale. Uh, very enjoyable for a, for an easy smooth drink. Nice. I just read the fine print, and like you can even tell just by looking at it, it's not that fine of print, which means they're not. It's not that big of a deal. Like it's legit. Yeah. You can get fifty percent off 
a lift ride every time you drink one of these. It's pretty awesome. Let's no cap. Oh, that's outstanding. I'm gonna give her a, an Ruta, on you're lifting the screen. back home, right? I guess I, <laughs> I don't have an excuse anymore. That's do I? right. <laughs> I mean, pretty soon we'll all just be living at the bar, Ooh, so it good. won't be an issue. But so what kind of notes are you getting there? You're bringing your sleep. Don't do this here. to me. <laughs> Sleeping the, gear. Oh yeah. The citrus. Kale, tell me what to say. Uh, I said it's I'm not a connoisseur. Nice citrus profile, a little bit of a hop profile, but not o- overwhelming like an IPA. You Seems know? like the perfect beer to drink at work at noon when you haven't had lunch yet. Oh, yeah, yep. <laughs> that's definitely that, true. That's Maybe we, we do need up. the lift code ourselves. I love all Breck brews, but it's a little rough when you're drinking a vanilla Porter Jr. at 10 in the morning. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> the milkshake yeah, of Most people don't do heavy, that, yeah. Rudo. That it's is a little a rough thing. in more ways yeah. than one. Rudo, Rudo's in it for the love of the game, though. So It's all about the brand. I respect it. Well, our grand opening to the DNVR bar on Friday is on Friday at 5.30 p.m. And Breck will be there with brand ambassadors uh, for you guys to try the Encore beer. I think a few other beers. And we are going to be doing a bunch of giveaways with them. So it's going to be a great night besides just being at our new bar. Yeah. I hope the bar is stocked with Breck Brew. Well, I know it is. but Oh, like, will be. We might need a personal couple kegs off to the side of <laughs> strawberry sky <laughs> ryan's like oh yeah at, uh, blake street Tavern well, <laughs> at the last nuggets watch party yeah we'll have like a uh our own little area up on the perch not the perch at pepsi center yeah. but our mezzanine level which doesn't sound as cool as the perch um <laughs> we'll just have like kegs as perch? we'll just hang out up there yeah. we'll like re- um, rope it probably off probably not ropes. probably <laughs> not but this is classic, you can like, keep give dreaming. an inch and take an arm yeah, or whatever. That is. Not. Being at a bar isn't enough. They need their own private. Yeah, you know. You know. Okay. Well, okay. like I said, Breck is going to be there. Breck ambassadors, 6 to 8 o'clock, giving samples. And they'll have table games, like the game that the little Papa shot that we played the other day. Oh, Harrison, yeah. where you did beat me. Uh, four out of... No, three out of four. Three out of four. Yeah. yeah. You know, Congrats I've practiced. Um, and they're going to have air hockey right up your alley. It's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely come by. It's on Colfax and York on the corner of that. And do you guys want to talk about the bar? Are you excited? Your thoughts? Not excited. No thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, this is the, to me, it's the coolest thing we've ever done. And uh, Friday, I, I'm like, I have like a lot of nervous energy about it because I think it's just going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, in a good way. And Sorry, so someone said no audio again, but I hear audio. Unmute your audio, listener. McCarr, Avs, Colorado. I think you just got to unmute it. Oh, but he can't hear us. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like a Monday morning. Uh, But anyways, yeah, it's it's gonna be incredible. So excited to see everyone and and you know I've I've talked a lot about this on already on the DNVR Broncos podcast. We did a whole podcast uh, on this feed on the Denver Sports Podcast feed. uh, Just about you know what this bar is all about but i think to me the most important thing is a bar that's actually truly for denver sports fans yep. and there's a lot of great places to go around town and watch a game you know I, I wouldn't act like there wasn't but it's there isn't a place truly where you can know like if i show up and the nuggets are playing at 7 p.m the game will be on the TVs and the sound will be on in the restaurant. There's no place like that. that and exists. people will be paying attention to right. it. Right. Yeah. Someone tweeted us yesterday and was like, man, I'm so excited to go to a bar and not be the only person that's interested in the Nuggets yeah. game. And it's like, yeah, 
you're going to be surrounded by people like you. And what I said on that podcast is like, we are those people. We're the ones who go to the bar down the street and say like, oh man, the game sound isn't on. Or, oh, I got to go ask the waitress if she can turn the game on for me. Like that was us. That's why this bar is going to be the opposite of that for us. Yeah. And I mean, our watch parties already create such a great environment. We've had so many people meet new friends that they like watch the Nuggets with or the Avs. And this is just going to be perfect. And I had someone tweet at me being like, oh, man, I wish you guys were doing this at the end of March when I'm in town. And I'm like, that's the best part of this bar. It's not a watch party. We will always be there. So you can come at the end of March and we'll be there hanging out. Our offices are going to be there. So we're going to be recording podcasts just like this one right down in the bar or upstairs in the studios and you guys are going to be able to come talk to us chat with us give us your input and all of this stuff it's really it's going to be so much fun it feels like we finally have a home stadium yeah to go to now. we can play <laughs> our home games at the bar basically Damn, i love that <laughs> nice nice i also um just want to let everyone know there's a rule that if rudo has a drink and everyone starts chanting, Rudo, oh. he has to chug it. I was not aware of this rule. <laughs> I, I just came up with it. It's Those are house rules. I'm going to need some more prayers for my liver after yeah. that. <laughs> oh, God, literally. You have to do the uh, the Rudoing? Is that what people are calling it? Oh, yeah. Then you have to finish your beer. On and my ru- and, yeah, Rudoing. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun time. Andre, you've been quiet. You're new. You're always here, but you're normally off screen. You're on screen. Except for one exception, and I won the week. That's oh, (laughs) (laughs) one for one. (laughs) Let's not forget my record here. Um, But no, as as always with DMVR, what we're doing is the fans matter most, and it's empowering the fans and giving them more of a, a community and a place to hang out, and that's what I'm really proud of. Definitely ask us questions um, on the Periscope about the bar if you have any. Someone just asked, bar, g- bar going to have food? Yes, we of are going to have a lot of food. And the food's really good, it too. Is. Yeah, really it is good. so good. They did a podcast. I was going to say, gonna say. Like, inse- like, I feel like I'm the person that's like, here, here's a link to the FAQs. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we already did a podcast where we answered tons of questions. So if you just yeah. want to hear a whole podcast of us answering questions and talking about that, it's right in the, the Denver Sports Podcast feed. It's called Everything You Need to Know About the DNVR Bar. So um, Yeah. But we will have food. Recommended listen. Not no. only will you have food, members get a discount on food and other things. So. Yeah. We'll have our merch shop there. You'll be able to buy shirts, feel the shirts. If you don't believe us that they're the softest, you'll be able to feel it with your own hands. It's going to be a great time. Someone asked, Harrison, have you by chance watched the video on MPJ as dietitian? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. Rudo, please tell us McKinnon Send won't be out for though. long. Okay, well, let's move on to... The sports part of this podcast. Uh, oh no, he did send it to me. Is that um, who was that? I don't know how he, to pronounce. I, it he there. did send it to me. I I have not watched it yet, but it's I will watch it. Story. I'll let you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to pronounce it either. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's start off with the positives. Avs fans, hold on to. Yeah. We're, we'll move on to that. Let's start off with the positive since we did have a doubleheader last night. The Nuggets and the Avs played. Yeah. Nuggets got a big win over the Milwaukee Bucks. It was an injured Milwaukee Bucks, but still Jamal Murray was on fire and had w- probably one of the craziest dunks I have ever seen in person. And yeah. they didn't even count it. Maybe the dunk of the season that wasn't. Like, man, that was crazy. I mean, he destroyed him. Yeah, an absolute one-handed sledgehammer over DJ Wilson. That didn't count. 
I, I got a couple problems with this dunk not counting. First yes. of all, yes. The official that called the offensive foul <laughs> was standing outside of the three-point line behind the play. The two closest officials did not even call the offensive foul. That's number one. Number two, this offensive foul happens on a ton of dunks, and Blake Griffin should have every dunk he's ever done invalidated <laughs> yeah. if this is an offensive foul. He yeah. uses his off arm to clear out on literally every dunk of his entire career. People thought it was going to be an and one, yeah, and it turns out to be an offensive foul. What was crazy about being in the stadium is – it was so loud <laughs> that I didn't know until like a minute and a half later that they called an offensive foul. I there was like, was, why are they have a side yeah, out? What is happening there was right now? Mass confusion. It yeah. looked like on the court on the Nuggets bench, Michael Malone was running around. I don't know why he didn't challenge the call. He probably mm. should have. I don't know if it would have been overturned, but he should have just challenged it so we could have watched the replay <laughs> yeah. ten more times. And just like on principle, yeah, like, you just got to challenge that. Just for the off chance that they overturn yeah. it. And maybe they just, like, watch it, and they're like, we need to overturn this for the good of the league. Well, we it's, <laughs> fun it's funny. He challenged one a couple weeks ago because usually a play happens. He looks back at his assistants who are live streaming the game on an iPad on the bench to see if he should challenge. He challenged one a couple weeks ago that he just, like, no-look challenge. He walked out onto the court, called a timeout, and just challenged it without even conferring with his bench. And it was almost like he wanted to make the officials go back and look at how bad of a call it was for – a minute, you know, yeah. <laughs> like go look at how bad of a call yeah. that was you, that you just made. I mean, they, we had a few uh, Bucks fans around us, and Ugh. some were, they were obnoxious. obnoxious. Then others in front of us, I don't know if you saw, they stood up. They were like, "Oh my God, what just happened?" Actually, the, the, <laughs> there were a couple Bucks fans behind us who were really annoying, and then there was a couple who were actually pretty chill and like. After the dunk, I turned around and I was just like, had my head on my hand, and he like he just like gave me a fist. Bump. Like, no, dope. Ryan turned yeah. around and goes, "You guys gotta leave now. I think you legally have to get up and leave." And I'm like, Ryan, true. I wasn't gonna tell that part. <laughs> I mean, in and one street ball rules, that's what happened. You shut yeah. down the court. The game ends. Like that the crowd rushes the floor. The yeah. game ends. It was literally yeah. not even like a second after it happened. It happened. Everyone stood up, and Ryan just immediately turns around. You guys gotta go i'm yeah. just like oh he was like super cool he's like all right all right yeah. <laughs> it did kind of change the game though it did you know it, it changed the momentum jamal murray really got hot after that too mm -hmm. like that was at the very end of the third mm -hmm. quarter you had a big fourth quarter so yeah felt like it totally swung the momentum he and went on a run of his own thankfully he got another body later with that crossover yes Yes. I thought he was going to take out the whole team by the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed that dunk didn't count. But, yeah, that totally changed things. And an, uh, an important win because, I mean, if the Nuggets had dropped that one, they would have fallen yeah. to the – I'll call it the C-Team Bucks, the G League Warriors, and the Cavs in a yeah. week. I almost was going to change uh, the B and Bucks to C, and then I said it in my head. Oh, yeah. God, Ryan. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not, gonna, that's not a good one. Definitely not a good one. You would have been asked to leave as you asked those people to leave. But, yeah, I mean, people have definitely been a bit panicky after uh, losing the game to the Warriors, then yeah. the Cavs. I feel like the fan base also needed this win to kind of calm down a bit. Definitely, definitely. And I said this on uh, last week's Denver Sports Podcast if you're just going to take a month off from the NBA and not watch, don't watch in March because there's a lot of data out there that actually says what you do in March has very little relation or correlation to how good of a team you've been throughout the regular season and how good of a team you'll be in the playoffs. So 
March, it's the March malaise, as I call it. It happens around the league. The Rockets have lost four straight. The Jazz are five and five in their last ten. Milwaukee had lost uh, yeah. three of the last Milwaukee's four before the game. banged up right now. They're not playing as well as they were over the first half of the season. But it was an important win, and it is important to keep piling up wins because the Nuggets are jockeying for seeding right now in the West, and the West is super jumbled, and Nuggets have to hold on to a top-four seed. They just have to. They need home court advantage in the first round. And they have a tough stretch coming up with the Mavs, the Spurs, and the Lakers all mm -hmm. on the road. What are you expecting to see from that? Uh, I mean, they've been kind of two different teams on the road this year. They've had some great wins and some really bad losses. Yeah. Um, but, you know, nothing would really surprise me yeah. with this team, to be quite honest. They do I, seem to step up to their yeah, competition. They, they do play up to their competition. And uh, I would not be surprised if they won two out of three. Uh, I, I wonder how the Lakers are going to approach this game with the Nuggets because, of course, the Lakers have gotten up, up for a couple of their matchups yeah. with Denver this year. They got it for that game against the Clippers. Mm -hmm. Who knows how they'll look at this one with Denver. I don't know. I'll be interested to see. Yeah, Lakers don't seem like they got the memo about March just yet. Yeah, hopefully that hopefully <laughs> James that comes in their inbox soon right. enough. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> the Nuggets are trying to treat this, and Michael Malone said this at the very beginning of the season. We're going to treat this like a 110 game regular season. LeBron is treating this like an 82 game season. I thought he was treating it like a 110 game playoff. Yeah, or yeah. that, yeah. or that. I. Uh, you know, he's like going out and competing night to night, like anybody else in the league is. It's yeah. it's crazy. The only hope um, from like a Nuggets perspective is that LeBron is wearing himself out, and that by the time the playoffs <laughs> comes around, his yeah. you know thirty whatever year old body isn't going to be able to keep going at that rate. You know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't say that's going to happen, but <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, we've seen guys like James Harden wear out over the course of a regular season, who's probably who definitely carried a bigger load in the past yeah. than LeBron is. But I mean. Harden's much younger than LeBron, so we'll see. What have you thought of Jokic's play of late? I mean, against the Bucks in that fourth quarter, he had two points. Yeah. It, I mean, he was shooting and just wasn't going in, but he did seem disinterested. I feel like we do get that Jokic still a good amount. Yeah, uh, he did look disinterested, didn't have a good game. I'm not the least bit worried, though. Mm. I'm not. Um, people are trying to say he's in a slump. I don't think he's in a slump. I think he could take himself out of it and – you know, be the dominant Jokic if he really wanted to right now. I wonder if Jokic is playing 4D chess and just kind of, you know, prepping for the playoffs a little, not trying to burn himself out and uh, just make sure he's at 100% when it really counts. I am not worried at all about Jokic. Did he not get in some the least tips bit. during All-Star Week about resting up and taking <laughs> Maybe. it easy a little bit? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. He likes those guys. It's, he likes hanging out with them. It's interesting because there's a part of me that wants to be like, okay, if he wants to like rest his body, just like give him a week off. But then you watch in that fourth quarter, like he comes back in and instantly he gets a paint touch and instantly yeah. they get a wide open shot off of it. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, you definitely, even if he doesn't want to create, uh, to shoot himself, like just give him the ball in the paint and let him, you know, facilitate the entire offense. Yeah. It's funny 
last week on this podcast, we talked about some of the little songs and chants and things that happen at stadiums. And oh, I just yeah. was smiling so <laughs> hard when um, Gary hit a three and everyone's like, Gary Harris. And I just like looked at him. <laughs> I actually looked down at the bench. I just wanted to see if they were clapping. <laughs> yeah, they definitely were. They definitely were. But how about Gary Harris? I mean, yeah. you is he back in your half court weave? He, yeah, is it? half court heave. Half court, there half court weave. It's like the three man weave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I called it. I said fifty percent from three last week. Which, in retrospect, he had actually been shooting above fifty percent mm-hmm. since after the All Star break. So maybe it wasn't. He's a, a been true above half-court forty heave. since uh, February first. Above forty percent from three. That's crazy. Yeah. What a turnaround. But he's still at like thirty three for the year. Yeah, so. it just changes everything when he starts making that corner uh-huh. three. Like, yeah. it, the defense has to go close out. He can pump fake, go by, hit Jokic in the paint. Like, it just and it alters the entire mm-hmm. offense. Well, not playing four on five on offense is going to help. <laughs> I mean, we were at that point with well, Gary Torrey, for a yeah. minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you put out Tori, and now yeah. three on five. Yeah, right, right. I think I have to be the bringer of sadness on this pod, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, but. Are there any concerns going into L.A. playing in California on the hockey side? They've already shut down the next two weeks of play in San Jose at their stadium. So, uh, I mean, so is hockey just canceling games or are they playing it with no fans? Uh, they're canceled. The San Jose canceled games at their stadium specifically. Wow. So are they going to go play them somewhere else? How are they going to deal Unclear with this? Unclear at this okay. point. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I do think talking about this coronavirus and I – listening to the radio yesterday it's like ever it's all that people are saying and i feel like it's causing so much panic because it's literally the only thing that's being talked about but in the way that it's going to affect sports i do think it's a conversation we should totally have um you tweeted out this morning that you think you might have seen your last um game at the pepsi center for a while because of what's going on and the measures people are beginning to take yeah that's just the feeling i got last night and uh today all leagues started uh, media is banning yeah. quote-unquote uh, non-essential personnel from the locker room which i think you're essential pretty much media <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> i mean if we're being honest and it, i just get the feeling that that's the first of you know a couple step process mm-hmm. of what we're gonna have to do because of coronavirus yeah and uh not having fans at games seems like the next step to me. I yeah. just feel like it's inevitable. And to I be mean, honest, it's either that or postpone the season. And yeah. that just seems like a, a much more likely course of action than you know postponing for a couple months to me. We yeah. thought about it when we were at the game yesterday, and it was there was a great amount, like a great crowd. So hearing that it is going to take this step, uh, it just came up on Twitter that they canceled the um, Denver St. Patrick's Day parade there's so many measures that are being put in place and LeBron James said like he wouldn't want to play if there are no fans in the stadium that was so weird I feel like he said that not really knowing that that was going to be a possibility or something that was talked about I'm like cool let the nuggets don't please don't play (laughs) Um, he'll be playing let the nuggets go and get the one he'll be playing they don't have LeBron have you guys seen any sporting events without crowds that have been played in the last couple weeks in Europe I've no, seen a but it's been games. going it's on wild. with Italy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Italy definitely. Yeah, and it's gonna be weird. <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be bizarre, but yeah, I I felt like last night might have been the last Nuggets game I'll attend this year. 
It's crazy. I mean, MLB is also taking those steps. Drew's in um, spring training right now in Arizona. He's having to deal with it. And I've seen some media members talk about how the way that like canceling scrums and just having the the, the players aren't going to want to go back to the old way once they see this new way of the way that they interact with the media. But the players don't like it in the first place. Like exactly. So they're but, not having but they have it to do it. So yeah. then the you know in. I believe that the people that run PR and deal with the media will just say, like, you don't want to go back too bad. That's the way it's going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, that's going to be, like, the key for the, peop- yeah. for the people in PR to, you know, hold up their end of the bargain. You know? And they, I think they will, of course. Right, and, like, obviously it, I, I do believe it's a, um, essential for us to be in the locker room, and I think we learn a lot there, but not right now. You know, like, in a, in a temporary – environment i think it's understandable to try and limit um outside you know access to the players with that said the players also have to you know be smart on their own end not Mm -hmm. you know because it's not like they're at the facility all day like just taking the media out of the locker room isn't going to protect all the athletes from not getting it i think it's understandable it's probably the right move but it seems like a half measure yeah you know yeah like what's protecting against a fan that's sitting two feet from a player on the bench on a courtside seat, you know, right. from like slapping five or, or, you know, that happens all the time or we're not slapping five with the players. Right. <laughs> or, you know, uh, <laughs> players going out to a strip club like, yeah, they, those are things that happen. Like, yeah. You know, so it is I understand it, but, you know, people have talked about it and, and I don't think this is. If they wanted to make this change, a lot of media members have been talking about how we don't need to be in the locker room anyway. I can see why you would think that. But for that to happen, you'd have to create a whole other room in every facility. That was the media interview room. And all the players would have, like, at least for us, like, in the Broncos locker room, we get 45 minutes to an hour every day in the locker room. So then you're going to have to create a whole other room and have the players all go sit in there. The reason it's in the locker room is because it's convenient for the players. They don't have to go anywhere. They just sit at their lockers, and if you want to go talk to them, you can. Or, you know, you come and go. So from a convenience standpoint for the players, I think it will end up going back to the way it's always been just because they don't want to have to, like, go stand somewhere and and wait to see Mm -hmm. if they're going to be interviewed for 20 minutes or whatever. I mean, the Avs have this system. They have a separate room. They change, and then they go into a room. They kind of do, but it's still really essentially the locker room, other than the the Bednar presser is in in a a different room. room. But like Ryan was saying, especially the Avs are very, very quick about that process. They're in and out in 10 minutes. To have them go to this other room, have to sit around and mill around for many of them to not even talk to anyone, it's just very inconvenient. It's true. I mean, when I was in – when I covered a game for the Avs compared to football and baseball – like everyone's just hanging out. We had to leave before the game even ended and we got there five minutes after the game ended and there was like two players left in there. Yep. And, you, and then every media member has to talk to those two players and it limits that type of interaction. Someone said, um, based on the conversations of stopping the players, the meet, like they said in the middle of the band, Jokic was with uh, all the Serbian fans, for example. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally in the middle it's of just, all of it. It's just stuff like that. Which that was really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, and they're traveling around. I mean, these players are doing more travel than media or fans. Right. But it, it, it is the thing with the teams where they're not going through an airport. Sure. You yeah. know? They're sure, going sure. to an airstrip, getting on a mm-hmm. plane, getting bussed, 
it, it's not like as much interaction as you and know, it, just normal everyday life. Right. And again, I understand why they would want to take the ultimate precaution here because all it takes is one, you know, one player gets team. it and then it can be the whole team. Then it can be the yeah. team they played that night and it can spread really quickly. Obviously that's why all the precautions are being taken everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense right now. Yeah. It's going to be very weird, but it, hopefully it comes and goes yeah. and we go back to normal life. Yeah. I mean, it is last thing I'll say about this. Teams are already taking steps in college to the Ivy League um, group is now not even playing a tournament and Yale is going straight to the actual NCAA tournament. Do you guys think we'll see that type of stuff? Someone said stop the regular season and just go straight to playoffs right now. Um, I mean, hopefully we can get through this during the regular season. Yeah. So then the pl- by the playoffs right. back yeah. to normalcy. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It's a really tough thing. Well, it's going to be crazy. The The fans will have less access, but then the media won't be able to make up for that lack of access. Oof. I don't understand why the Ivy League is canceling the entire tournament rather than doing what everyone else is thinking is going to happen, which is just playing it without fans. Yeah, that was my question about it, the NHL situation. Yeah, it was a very... San Jose went out on their own and, and did this as a city. Because wasn't the thing that they're canceling events that are over a thousand people? Yeah. But if you just played a hockey game with you know no fans, right. exactly. It wouldn't be a Why wouldn't people? you just do that? I I do wonder if a little bit of this has to do with the last outbreak of the NHL of the mumps, which they're pretty confident originated from California. So I wonder if they're being a little bit overzealous on it this time mm-hmm. to, to make sure nothing happens but i mean as long as they, i mean if they want they can go play the game at a yeah you know, play it off site wherever, Nevada, right. wherever exactly you know. there's a lot of steps to get to before straight up canceling games in my opinion and san jose is the only city that has done this this so far yeah so. the bay area has been hit a little more so you know I just yeah, think California it's such a, has definitely been hit. It's such a fluid situation right now. Yeah. It, th- I think that's why LeBron's comment sounded so weird, and like, things can change any hour, it feels yeah. like. Well, it's been uh, nice weather here, thankfully, finally, although this coronavirus is telling everyone to stay inside. We finally have some nice weather outside, Ryan, the pile that you've been dreaming of to be done. Can we get the backstory on this pile? Real right. is obsessed with this can I, pile. Can I get the backstory? Yeah. Um, so there's this <laughs> pile of snow where they plow all this snow in my apartment car- parking lot. And it was like 10 feet tall. And then it melted down to like, I don't know, like a, a three foot radius. Uh-huh. And this was like two months ago. And I was like, oh my God, it's almost dead. Like celebrating. Well, then that night it snowed a lot. So the pile never reached absolute zero. So wow. then I became very invested in the pile completely melting. And I said, when the pile finally melts, that means it's spring. And so yesterday... Uh, on your birthday, on of all birthday. days. What a, what a day. Is it supposed to snow on Friday? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's not what this is about. <laughs> the pile is dead. It can never come back. Like Even if there's a new pile, that's just a new pile. The old one is dead. All right. Well, it is supposed that to snow on Friday. It's it like a cockroach. Yeah. And if it does snow, Denver Rubber Company is your one-stop shop for anything snow plows. But it isn't just snow plows. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for all of your long-term projects. Since 1972, D- DRC has provided the highest quality of products. 
Be sure to call them today for any snowplow needs or custom gaskets, hoses, etc. at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr and tell them who sent you. On to some more sad news, Rudo. Do I have to? <laughs> Why? Like, why are all these injuries continuing to happen for the Avs? Nathan McKinnon left the game last night with a lower body injury. Yep. Is there any update on him? No. Be evaluated again today. The silver lining is everyone else that's injured is skating, but not Nathan McKinnon. Mm, Bad trade. Yeah, not worth. Um, Lower body better than or worse than upper body, though. Worse. Worse. Yeah, worse. Worse. Because he can't skate in practice. Yeah. I, I don't know what the Avs did to anger the hockey gods, but whatever it is, they got to stop doing it. I just – I'm being optimistic here because I saw you posted the video. Yeah. There's no grabbing, right. falling to the ice or anything like that. It just looks like he's kind of like, ah, yeah, that feels off. And, the, and that – a lot of times that can be worse than it looks, but a lot of times it can be better. It's, you know, a tweak or whatever, something so that – So do we have no idea it's like day-to-day or week-to-week or anything like that? We'll be reevaluated yet, right? today is all we got. So we'll know more tomorrow, probably. Uh, I, I tend to agree with Ryan. Nothing confirmed, but it doesn't seem extremely serious. He was able to skate off over uh, on his own power. This was kind of a game where it's like, okay, let's make sure we don't hurt McKinnon more if he's just tweaked something. You don't want to run him back out there in a game that, let's face it, the Avs were pretty brutal in L.A. It was not a good game for them. What is it with that team? Yeah, Jonathan Quick just has their number. I don't know. They just can't score on that dude. Was it more on the defense or more on uh, Francois? Oh, Francois played great. I, I think he really gave the Avs a chance to win that game, and the Avs had seven shots on goal halfway through the game. I, you just can't. <laughs> that's not enough offense. You're not going to yeah. win any games playing like that. So it's it's tough. The lineup they're icing is essentially half of an AHL team. You lose your best scorer halfway through the game as well. I mean, yeah. you just take that loss and move on, basically. Before uh, this game, or do you have something? Oh, I just want to say, playing the Kings reminded me of the um, like mic'd up thing they did from the stadium series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was awesome. My favorite, well, there's two parts. The one that Allie tweeted where uh, Landy is telling one of the guys on the Kings, like, McCarr's winning a Norris trophy <laughs> in the next three years. My other favorite awesome. part, though, is they had Drew Doughty on the uh, bench. Yeah. And he just looks at the guy next to him and he goes, how do they have so many, like, pretty good players? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the ultimate, um, you know, feather in the cap for Joe Sackett. He's like, how are they so good top to bottom? <laughs> how are they that deep? Well, they I need to use they every needed it. Of it yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty brutal right now. I on the DNVR Avs podcast, we talked about Martin Kaut getting sent back down because they wanted to save that contract and get an extra year out of him on his rookie deal. Nope. They're going to have to play him now. Yeah. It's it's just what it is. They, they can't escape the injury bug, and hopefully McKinnon isn't too serious. Hopefully he's back for the playoffs. It's the silver lining there is everyone looks to be like they'll be healthy for the playoffs, so... 
Just get through the regular season at this point. Knock on wood. That's, I don't want any regular season cancellations. I need it as long as possible <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah, abs can real. get healthy here. Maybe they could take like a three-week break from playing and then resume the regular now, season. Now get fully healthy that way. Yeah. For a postponement. The, the abs uh, tend to be a little bit rusty coming off of long breaks. So we'll leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> Well, before this game where McKinnon got hurt, that top line of oh, yeah. Landeskog, McKinnon, and um, Vladislav Nemesnikov was incredible two yeah. nights ago. They, they had eight. They combined for eight total points, uh, three of the Avs, four goals. It feels like the Avs luck that the new top line finally <laughs> figures it out, finally puts it all together, and is the line that everyone wants them to be, and then immediately someone gets hurt on yeah. it. But I guess the silver lining is that Landeskog definitely seems to have been yes. stepping up. He's been playing consistently well, and obviously no one can replace McKinnon, but having your captain yep. start getting in that groove is huge. Second star of the week in the NHL this week. Uh, he looks like the offensive player that he was last season, finally. It, it's taken a long time for him to find that groove this season, and obviously now more than ever the Avs need it. So, Yeah, it's that's huge. very important for him to continue doing that. Uh, Evan actually talked about this quite a bit, having – I'm sure Andre can, can confirm this, but – as a father, he was like, the first three months with that baby are the toughest. And I think Landy's kid is five or six months old now. So. Especially because uh, she was born when Landy was hurt. Yeah. So, like, he was able to spend right. that time and help and do all these things. And then he started playing. He seems like the guy that he would want to keep helping. But while you're playing and waking up and it changing diapers at 4 a.m. Let's go to dad correspondent, yeah. Andre Simone. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Landy has more resources. Than <laughs> 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 uh, uh, color me skeptical that he's waking up at 4 a.m. for diaper I'd, changes. I mean, there are some numbers to back this up, though. He was a significantly play better player on the road after having that kid. I mean, I believe in it. So even sleep. Better sleep. Yeah. You yeah. may not I mean, get up and change the diaper, but you still may wake up. <laughs> Life's a little more stress-free when you're uh, I, yeah. Yeah. away from the no youngster. sympathy from you. <laughs> I just said it'd be more. Uh, I mean, I might be a captain in the NHL too. You know, if I uh, <laughs> if I didn't have all the responsibilities on my plate as well. Oh, really? <laughs> That's just right. th just the responsibilities is what's stopping That's you from right. being a captain on an That's NHL right. team. Having a kid at 30s, what did it for <laughs> me? I was so right close. on my way. You were yeah. so close. Oh, I know. You're saying you have no sympathy for a guy who is extremely good looking, is a millionaire, and is playing his favorite game as his job. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Your comment right there just reminded me of Drew Creaseman's tweet of saying uh, he was in love with J Lo for since how like since being a kid, and he's always wanted to be a professional baseball player, and that A Rod just stole his life. <laughs> also, kind of a known cheater though, so I think kind of anti Drew's brand. I'm just gonna say, I'm yeah, just a little anti Drew's brand. I, I would have thought he was more ethical than that, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> All right, someone said, uh, did Cout get sent down again today? I thought I saw something like that somewhere it's possible i i haven't checked the waiver wire or well it wouldn't even be the waiver wire it'd be the ahl transaction wire um he was initially called up to be uh injured reserve emergency for nemesnikov and nemesnikov ended up playing so that's mm -hmm. why he didn't play in the game against la because he legally could not yeah uh, but with mckinnon's injury it's possible they want to call up someone else mckinnon is a center count is not uh but 
he would be right there to play. Do you do like Shane Bowers for another eight days and like I mean, drag I this would, on? Yeah. I would do Shane Bowers. Really doubt the Avs would do yeah. that. It, it yeah. would likely be Magna or Tynan uh, as the call up. Tiny. Then we had uh, feels like the injury from mayonnaise chicken feels like the injury bug is going to complicate things for the expansion draft. Um, no. <laughs> nice. Nice shut down. It's just, everyone, just, just say why? it to his face. <laughs> yeah. Why is everyone so fascinated and obsessed yeah. with the expansion? Draft? I just need everyone to go read AJ's Twitter handle currently. Uh, that will explain all of your issues. Does his bio say, like, don't ask me about the expansion draft <laughs> his, or something? His name is Martin Count is not eligible for the expansion <laughs> draft. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, Martin Count isn't expansion draft eligible. Yeah. That's so. amazing. I didn't even know the NHL was I mean, expanding. even going back to yeah. last playoffs, <laughs> right. we were talking about the expansion draft, which happens in 2021? Yeah. Yep. It's because it's something that it's hasn't different. happened since when? Well, the Golden Knights three. three yeah, it happened in. Yeah, but Bef- still, it's not something that. that happens like super often. It was 2001 yeah. before that. It's a fun thing to talk about. It is fun, but it's like everyone is so paranoid. Like, they're like, "Oh God, if so and so scores a goal tonight, are they, yeah. is he going to go in the expansion <laughs> draft?" It's like a fun game to play, though. What you know, eight players would you keep it, at all? Co- it at does all costs. feel like. Uh, uh, yeah. like, like I a, could name it on a the would you rather type of game. Like, yeah. all right, you only get to keep eight, eight players. Who are they? But yeah. they haven't even um, formalized the rules for that draft I, yet. I, <laughs> the expectation is they'll be the exact same as they were for Vegas, which is seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender get protected. You can also do eight skaters if you want, but don't do that. That's bad. <laughs> um, it's very straightforward for the most part for the Avs. McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, uh, Kadri. Burakovsky, and then the last two forwards, you get into a little bit of question mark. Donskoy, Comfer, who mm-hmm. knows who the Avs pick up this offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ Comfer? <laughs> TJ. I was going to say, oh. oh my goodness. Yeah. The um, NBC Sportsnet broadcast could not, with multiple players, really struggled, but kept called uh, JT yeah. Comfer the entire game TJ Comfer. That was, that was a struggle. I talked about that one, too, and it's like, they mess up uh, like broadcasts like that national broadcast mess up Jokic's name all the time. Oh yeah, I'll let you finish though about the defenseman. It's, it's just oh the defenseman's the easy part. Yeah. Gerard McCarr and then EJ has a no move clause, so they have to protect him unless he waves it. If he does, then it gets more interesting. But I will cross that bridge when the Avs get there. Is yeah. basically where that's at. We had uh, Nick Geyer say, yo, congrats, everyone. Glad to see Andre in front of the camera. Can't wait for Friday. Uh, Yo, Harrison, you got to push for a bar hoop. Trust me, we're all pushing to have a hoop in the bar. But just we need some time, you know. It's just starting. Drew and I teamed up to get our little video game corner. So, yeah. Papa shot would be sweet too. So much fun. I'm working but on it. Yeah. <laughs> on Friday we will have some fun games. They're miniature, but they're still fun. Um, so we can't wait to see you there, Nick. Well, the Avs take on the Avs. I lost my little sheet. Rangers, right? Yeah, they play the Rangers. Rangers. They play the Rangers. Yes. What are a few things you're hoping to see there with uh, all these injuries? No one else get hurt is yeah. mostly what I'm hoping, hoping for. Hoping to see the Habs able to feel the point. team. I, yeah, I'd honestly, just get through the week. Uh, 
as I said, everyone but McKinnon is skating, so guys are getting close. The expectation was mid-March, probably the back half of this homestand they have coming up. Just get there. Yep. <laughs> That's the wins and losses. Obviously, you'd love to see the Avs pick up a couple and try and catch the Blues, but... You're not thinking it's yeah, going to happen? If, if they split yeah. these next two games, the Rangers and Vancouver at home, that's fine. Yeah. They're doing okay. with Again, they're essentially icing half of an AHL lineup at this point. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like the best guys. I mean, their top defender and yeah. basically their entire top six. Two-thirds of their top six, that yeah. their top six from the start of the season. They're missing their best defenseman. They're missing... Arguably, their starting goaltender. So their best right. player at every position is out, and then additional depth players. It's, oh, it's crazy. You can't be more hurt than this, essentially. They're out like an all-star team. Right. The The central all-star team is missing on this. Pretty team, much. Yeah. Pretty it's much. crazy. <clears throat> it, it, I looked it up during the game. Landy is now their leading scorer with 42 points. Oh, yeah, you tweeted this. And then? And then Sam Gerrard with 34. What? And it, this is... Next game will be game <laughs> 70 know. of the season. This Crazy. is like 48-point season type of statistics. Yeah. If the Avs played like this the whole year, yeah. you're at 48-point season level. <laughs> It's crazy. The Avs take on the Canucks oh. on Friday. It is at home, but Rudo will be at our Grand Bar opening yeah. for most for the whole night. I will be there for the entire game. Please, <laughs> <laughs> someone come hang out. We need a bunch of Avs fans, so I'm not sitting off in the corner of a Nuggets watch party. So please well, come. I'll make sure he gets home safe. <laughs> Wait, you'll just use I the lid. I have a this. feeling there will be a couple abs. Yeah. There. So I then a so. small feeling. AJ and Evan are going to be there. It starts at 5 or 5.30. Is it 5.30 officially? 5.30 is the official entering time. Entering the, the bar. ribbon cutting ceremony. Mm. The uh, game is until 7 o'clock. So come grab a beer, maybe some food before you head over to the Pepsi Center. Talk to AJ, Evan, and Rudo. And if you're not going to the game, then totally That's hang by. And I... Real quick, I just I highly recommend getting there early. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, email will be sent out, so be sure RSVP, you get yeah. on that RSVP list because we we do not know what to expect. <laughs> frankly. And I talked about this on the Avs podcast as well, but I think it's super awesome that we have this place now because I, when the podcast turns off, I don't just stop talking about hockey. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It's all day, every day. This is what I do. So if you want to talk hockey, we will be at this bar. If you want to talk nuggets, we will be at this bar and just come down and chat us up. Like It's the awesome thing yeah. about it. Exactly. The second that we get off this podcast, we're going to go from this room into the next room and start <laughs> talking about Denver Sports. Which is again. one of the reasons why we started this podcast in the first place, because we yeah. just all, when we hang out, we talk about all the sports and how they relate to each other and all that stuff. So it's going to be fun. We're having someone, Ryan M. said, just popping in to say what's up. Love y'all and congrats on the bar. What up? Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Thank and then uh, Nick Geyer said, uh, I'll be there, Rudo. So you, you got one. We got one. I'm sure there'll be some. Yeah, I think the Az fans usually come through. More, oh, usually. yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, we can actually win at a watch party. Not throwing any shade or anything. The <laughs> wow. Abs, the Az wow. have won at a watch party. I so. think the Nuggets are 2-1 yeah, at yeah, watch no, parties this one. year. I, I, yeah, Rudo, come on. 2-1. and one. You got to. Know your stats before you throw the shade they out. They were throwing heat, saying they're going <laughs> to run our watch party out of Blake Street. And, well, that, well, that well I go. think they yeah, did. They kinda, they, they I lost. think they set the record for regular season attendance. And wow. yet ours was did still we? rowdier. So. Well, <laughs> ho hockey fans are going to be hockey fans. <laughs> wow. 
All right. Well, we are going to be pretty much living at this bar, drinking beer and having bar food all day. So I think our whole staff is going to have to check out Green Mountain Dental Group just to make sure our teeth are staying nice and beautiful as always. And they're giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's right. You simply just got to take care of your teeth. And Green Mountain Dental Group is going to give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. Check them out today online or call them at 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. Drew is in Scottsdale and Patrick is teaching class right now. So. The Rockies are playing spring training. I don't really know how much about it. Andre, hangs in the balance. you're my guy for this stuff. Spring training oh, wow. is happening. Well, Spring training is uh, happening. Beat, the Rockies have won and lost some they games. They beat the Indians <laughs> yesterday. Yep, there we go. On, I mean, Kyle Freeland, four Ks in three innings. So. He was talking about how conf- uh, I saw quotes come out from Drew that like he was talking about how confident he's feeling, how much better he he feels on the mound, which would be huge for this Rockies team. Love it. Then Estevez has three Ks in one inning of clean relief pitching. So nice to see. I mean, you know, it's the ups and downs of uh, this time, but. I know Drew's in uh, in mid-season form. He's pumping out like game <laughs> recaps. He's got some great quote pieces, podcasts churning out regularly. So the Rockies content has been on fire. Oh. I um, feel like Drew had to wait so long for like to really step into the new DNVR Rockies role. Yeah, since, like, he was in the off season. He was basically. in the off season when we rebranded and when we went through everything. So I feel like he's just been so antsy, ready to give you guys all of this awesome content. Guy's been killing it. As the uh Ever the downer on this podcast, I guess. Oh, yeah. Every every pitcher feels confident in Arizona. You get them back to mile high, and we'll see. Are you coursing <laughs> oh, this podcast right now? Is it hard to it's pitch at, at Coors Field? I've that. never heard of this. Imagine oh. that. The door is right there. It's just harder <laughs> to pitch here. Breaking balls just don't break as much. I'm not saying you can't do it. Plenty of pitchers do. But, but Kyle Freeland was born for this. I, I think this is something that every homegrown Rockies pitcher goes through is they go in, their first year, nobody has a book on them, they do well, their second year they get blown up quite a bit and have to reimagine themselves, get themselves into a realistic mindset of pitching at Coors Field and that their ERA is just going to be up near four, and then they get their confidence back, and then they understand how to pitch as a Rocky, and it all comes together. We saw it last year with John Gray, figured it out again, it's just kind of part of the deal with the Rockies. So I was I was gonna try to quote Bane there, but I forgot what the exact uh, <laughs> quote you was. You were yeah. born in the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got to have faith in Kyle Freeland because if uh, Kyle Freeland doesn't come through, uh, I feel like the season could go off. Ubaldo could be a Freeland starting pitcher if he does. Oh, I, trust me, nobody would love the Ubaldo redemption tour more than more than I, don't more know what than I, I would. Just Fair. I would be all over that. <laughs> Um, That's like best case scenario for the Rocky season. <laughs> Ubaldo resurgence. I wow. hope so. All right, so we got storyline. Um, I'm always thinking about the storyline. Hey, <laughs> that's why you're great at what you do. Harrison. Someone said, "Proud of you guys and gals. We appreciate you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Love you. Yep. Sack three one five eight four. And then uh, we've got great someone name. saying, "Bud Black says he might make Doll hit leadoff. Thoughts on that? I'm intrigued by it for sure." Uh, I mean, he's got the perfect profile for it. He's overqualified to hit leadoff, but, I mean, Blackman was at times as well. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean. I like Don leadoff spot. Can't go wrong with that. And then we got, what about bachelor watch parties, Ryan Harrison? Oh. 
that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Oh, really? I, oh, yeah. I think we should just settle this on the pod right now. Can we do a uh, bachelor pod this summer? I think it would be fun. I'm totally down for it. You know, I, mean, I was on the DNVR Buffs podcast on Friday, and we had a little bachelor segment. And yeah. you can ask Ryan or Henry. I kind of went off on good yeah. old Pete. I Allie, want the takes. Allie brought the heat. <laughs> I want the takes. It was a. Uh, I was trying to give all the men that listen to that podcast some relationship advice as to not be like Peter. Yeah, sound advice. But I'm down. I'm down for the batch pod. Let's do it. Let us know if this you summer. guys. Some of Stay you. Tuned. I know some of you hate it, but then that means Ryan will stop talking about it on his Broncos podcast. Sure so doesn't. You <laughs> should vote for yes. Ooh, oh, boy. poor Mace. And then um, there isn't much Broncos news going on, but Buffs basketball, they are headed to the tournament. They have a game on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Regaine oh, Ryan doesn't want to talk about this some one. Some great Buffs basketball. Yeah, please tell us. How have things been going lately? Andre, here's the thing I don't about need your sass. Here's, oh. the, here's the thing about the Buffs. If they win on Wednesday, I'm saying like they're winning the national championship. If they lose, nice. I'm nice. saying they might never win a game again. Those are the two paths. You're great extremes. Yeah. Sounds like a lot's riding on it's this first game of But can you explain, Ryan, to there's a lot of people who oh, think no. that the buffs are a bubble team for the tournament. Can oh you my. just kind of clear that up? I don't have time for those people. Okay. I've already Come on. Uh, there's absolutely nothing about the buffs that is a bubble team. I don't know how to explain this in any more. They're uh, locked into a between five and seven seed? No, no. The, they If they lose in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament, they will probably drop into the eight nine game, okay. which is not where you want to be because, nope. of course, after that you got to play the one seed. Um, but they can probably play themselves up to a five, I guess, uh, maybe higher if they won the whole thing. But just a couple wins will probably, in my opinion, lock them in that seven area. Um, okay. So maybe one win probably yeah. s- makes them safe in that area, but they're not on the bubble. Like, I mean, a couple of years back, the committee decided to count every game the same, whether it happened the first game of the season for the Buffs that was in Shanghai, I think, or in Vegas in the tournament. They say all games count the same, and because of that, that's why you really don't have to worry about this team. Yes, they are reeling right now, and if they lose in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament and then go get an eight seed, there's really no hope for this thing to go anywhere. Right, right. But they are going to be in the tournament. They locked in there. I just think people aren't used to seeing a team that locks in their seed or locks in their their trip to the tournament three weeks before the end of the yeah. season. And that's really what the Buffs did. They built an incredible resume, and now they're reeling. And that's why I say like they just got to win one because they are very clearly in a slump. They aren't confident. They just don't feel right. They they did win their last game. They were just robbed by the referees. <laughs> so, oh my God! But actually, so I think they that actually, was probably the worst call I've ever seen in my life with the game on the line. I we put a not video as bad on as it. taking away Sabatino's yeah, chance. There have been a couple Sabatino's chance three, yeah. but it it they got robbed. I think they got their confidence back a little bit in that game. They they played better than they have. They were still on the road. We know it's really hard to win on the road. I think if they just get one then the path is pretty nice for them. And they go play Arizona State, who they've beat twice this year. Um, UCLA was the two-seed on that side of the bracket. So even if you play them, you feel like you have a chance, even though they swept the buffs on the other side. Um, well, with the Pac-12 this year, you have a chance no matter what. Right. It's wide open. And they got put on a, in a really good oh, place wow. on the bracket for you know where they're at. So um, 
all their games are going to be played at 9.30 unless they make the championship, which is pretty crazy. But they have a nice little path if they can just get the monkey off their back against Washington. So if they're still in the tournament on Friday, we'll have have the Nuggets game. And then after those are done, we'll Jeez. have the Buffs on. Jeez. Good night to open a bar, huh? It's a good, <laughs> go off. busy Friday night. Um, someone said, any chance for WWE watch parties? WrestleMania me- maybe? That's a Drew Creaseman. That question. is a Drew I think this company question. is more AEW squad. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know. What I don't know. Wait, I'm going to need an explainer on I that. I thought, wait, there's <laughs> another type of lead. I'm the difference is between WWE and AEW. Um, I'm not qualified enough. That's a Drew okay. question. For if sure. only Drew was here. Crazy, uh, just talking about the coronavirus and stuff, text I got from my little brother who goes to CU is they're expecting uh, CU to be cam- uh, cam- classes to be canceled by the end of the day, like campus to be closed. Um, they're already telling kids to that they probably won't be back at CU after spring break and to stay at home with family. Especially really? if you're going to some grimy place for spring break. Yeah. <laughs> As most right. college students do. <laughs> stay away. But yeah, yeah, just pretty yeah. crazy. Um, but... Let's move to our favorite part of the podcast. Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up a creek? Let's see. Who won the week? Um, well, pretty obvious. Avs won the week. They uh, It was for winning seven straight games. and Not, not too hard to win Pretty that hard one. to compete yeah. on Is that one. Is there a post-winning the week curse? It feels like every time we're like, yeah, the Avs won the week, and now the Didn't world's on they fire. They just oh, win yeah. it two weeks in a row. I know. Yeah. 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 Definitely so. did. But it seems like at least half of the time, the team that wins the week goes on to have a bad week. Mm-hmm. There's a bit Why of a are bounce, you putting that on back. this? Then people are going to vote against the, th- the teams that they want to win. That's okay. No. That's, yeah, no, that's fine. We need a little bit great. of a mix-up, I think. Yeah. Um, I was told not to read some of your comments, so we're just going to move into who wow. won the week now. Wow. Man, man. So, you know, I, you guys don't like The higher-ups coming down hard on Allie, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't like listen, when huh? I play the she song too loud, when I cut it early, when I play the buzzer. I mean, I work with some very picky, picky people here. Hopefully our producer doesn't cut all this out in post. <laughs> oh <boy>. Yeah, Andre? <laughs> Well, who knows? All right. Well, Harrison, I'll start with you. Okay. Wow. I don't get my 30 <laughs> seconds. I oh, see all right. All right. Let's go. Go. I didn't even really have anything to talk about. Uh, Just wanted to be sassy towards me. Shout out to the Colorado Eagles. I think I've done this before, but they are quietly having a very strong season in the AHL. They're poised to not only make the playoffs, but probably have home ice for the first round or maybe have home ice for the first round and could make the second round of the AHL playoffs for the first time in over a decade for a team tied to the Avs. So the team's development system is coming along time. a little bit. Well, that was a, a good wow. good Go use Burt. of your 30 What seconds. is having a development yeah, team Yeah, imagine like. having a G League team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harrison, we'll go with you. Why did the Nuggets right. win the week? Nuggets won the week because Gary Harris, their best perimeter defender, at least in my mind, and a guy who in the past has been their second or third most valuable player going back to the very beginning of last season and the year before that, he's back. Shooting above 40% from three since February 1st, above 50% you know, over the last couple of weeks. Just the fact that defense have to guard him brings a whole new dynamic to Denver's offense, and he is going to be, I think, really important in the playoffs. 
Wow. You finished with 29 seconds. 29.93 seconds. There we go. I didn't know how to say I wrote it. that out and timed it. And wow. it there you go. <laughs> Way to go. All right, Rudo. I was prepared. Why do the Avs win the week? <laughs> you know, you're being so sassy to me. I was going to go to you first, but I decided to give you a break. I, as I always tell my ladies, all men are con men, so I can find something really quick. Don't Andre, you man. Oh, Ooh. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, Rudo, go. Well, the Avs definitely did not win the week, <laughs> but I do believe Martin Kaut did. Mm. Uh, he may not burn his year of his contract. He may not play another game in the NHL this season, but he will be an NHL regular next year. Based on the eight games he got, he absolutely proved to just about everyone that he is ready for the big show. And yeah, he he's going to be an NHLer. He looks like an NHLer today. Time. Yeah. <laughs> 28 seconds. Wow. wow. <laughs> We're on point today. You guys are. All right. Ryan, go. Uh, I think the poll should just be these two. I don't think there's really any other candidates. But I will say that I think that the DNVR family won the week. We now have. <laughs> you <laughs> took Andre. Dre. I, I tried to make eye contact with Dre so that uh, he, he would know that I was going to do this. But um, He was supposed to know that through eye contact. Well, like, I, I was like, do you have something? I don't know. Anyways, Man, you guys are in sync. <laughs> I, you know, I think the family that in the community that we build now has a physical home, which is something that we've never had before. And Time. I think it's going to be really cool to know. Um, that we are able to all congregate together and cheers and talk Denver sports and listen to games with the sound on and, and just all of that stuff. I think it's really cool. I, I don't want to put this in the poll because I feel like it's an easy win, but uh, I do f feel that that's who won the week. Amen. I agree. Yeah. And that's why I let you I, keep talking. That's thanks. <laughs> we all won the week. Everybody. Yeah. We, we all did. I'll Denver sports fans won the week. Woo. Andre, anything? Maybe more than the company itself, my man Ryan Koningsberg won the week. His birthday, oh God. and we, God. we launched the bar. As you said, you got a bar for your birthday. What's better than that? And the pile. And the snow pile. I mean, wow. wow. Down goes the snow pile. Yeah. And Andre great. just won the week because he just got a raise. Congrats. There we go. <laughs> you guys are getting paid? <laughs> Ruta's like, what? Yeah, yours is right there. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all we have. Oh, we had some comments on the podcast post real quick. Would Space Jam 2 become Oscar worthy if Jokic was in it? I think it might make it the opposite. <laughs> might be Raz worthy or something. Yeah, uh, nah. I mean, Space Jam 2, I can already tell you, he's probably going to suck. So, <laughs> What do you think of Jokic as an actor, though? How do, how do you he's think actually, he, would... he wasn't a commercial in Serbia. Oh, um, yeah. oh he's in a few uh, Western Union commercials. Yeah, I think he's good. I think mm. he's good. How He's do you good. say Space Jam in Serbian? I'll ask him. <laughs> He'd be great in a silent movie, I think. No, he he has a great <laughs> dry facial sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. yeah He's he's hilarious. Maybe a stand up? Ooh. <laughs> well, jokes with the Joker RIP. Oh. He flourished in that. And then Nick Geyer just commented on here, man, just heard the news about the DNVR bar and I'm blown away. I hope you all are on cloud nine because that's where you deserve to be. Can't wait till Friday. This week is going to feel like a long one. We appreciate all your support, Nick. So thanks for that. Uh, we hope to see you all on Friday at the grand opening of the DNVR bar. You can go on to the DNVR.com to find out more information. Ryan wrote an article about kind of what's going on there. And we'll have an event break going out. So just be sure to RSVP on that. And who knows? You might be watching the Denver Sports Podcast live 
from the bar next week. So we'll see you guys then. Bye.